With 2017's large amount of hurricanes, the Federal Emergency Management Agency found itself relying heavily on advanced contracts to get much-needed goods and services to the affected areas. However, a recent review by the Government Accountability Office found FEMA could be getting even better use of those contracts. Marie Mack is the Director of Contracting and National Security Acquisitions Issues at GAO. She tells Federal News Network's Eric White how FEMA can utilize them more. It's important to recognize that contracting during a disaster is a really difficult task because you're trying to get essential goods and services to survivors as quickly as possible, and it takes time to put a contract in place. And it's because of those difficulties Congress actually required FEMA to establish what we call advanced contracts following Hurricane Katrina. These advanced contracts are basically contracts that are established prior to disasters to improve preparedness during disaster response and to be able to provide these life-sustaining goods and services in the immediate aftermath of a disaster. It can help to think of advanced contracts like a car insurance policy. Even though you don't use it daily, you continue to maintain coverage and pay for it to be able to use the services when it's needed. That same concept applies to advanced contracts. It's a mechanism that's in place where they can issue task orders on the contract when it's needed versus going through the entire process of awarding a contract. And because they're established in advance of a disaster, they also have the benefit of being competed, which results usually in better prices and options that may be available after a, after a disaster has struck. And so when do they prepare these contracts? You say it's kind of like car insurance. Do they just always have them ready or do they do it when, you know, uh, the National Weather Service says a hurricane's coming? No, these are in advance of that. They usually will have them in place. FEMA has over like 100 advanced contracts in place that cover like 56 different areas. And just in terms of the three hurricanes and the 2017 California wildfires, we found that they had used 17, 72 of these contracts. So they're already in place. Now, it's also important to know that what they provide, FEMA, for instance, has advanced contracts for meals, bottles of water, blankets, and tarps. They also have advanced contracts for things like office supplies, Internet and phone, and data connections that are needed to support their field offices that are established when they facilitate disaster response. The other thing is they, um, advanced contracts provide services such as engineering, information technology and communication support, transportation of goods, housing, house and lodging assistance. Those are all things that FEMA advanced contracts provide. Now, USACE also, we looked at them in, the, in this work, and they also have advanced contracts, but theirs is more for installing temporary power, like generators, temporary roofing through their blue roof program, and debris removal. When it's specifically being issued, you know, there's so many things that go into disaster relief. How do they ensure that they're getting everything they need if these contracts are written out before? And, you know, you talk, you know, the specifics of a natural disaster, you know, people's roofs get ripped off or houses burn down or phone lines get cut. Uh, how do they how do you prepare, I guess, an advanced contract to prepare for what you can't see coming? Some certain things that are goods and services that are typically used then in, um, right after disaster, such as meals, water, blankets, and tarps, and certain engineering services that are typically used. But anything that is not covered in advanced contracts, FEMA also does post-award contracts right after the disaster hits to cover for things that are not covered in the advanced contracts that they already have. And we're actually doing ongoing work in that area as well and expect to issue a report early next year. And so these are just for things that they know they're going to need. It's going to be inevitable that people are going to lose power and things like that. 
Correct. And then if you have them in place and you don't use them, some of, some advanced contracts are used and some are not. Some are if they're not applicable, depending on this disaster, obviously. Marie Mack is Director of Contracting and National Security Acquisitions Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And so looking at those two agencies and their use of advanced contracts, what issues are they having in implementing them? You you talk about how um, using contracts during disaster relief is very difficult because you're trying to do it very fast. There's a lot of uh, susceptibility to fraud there. And as you said, there's a problem with maybe spending a little bit too much money because you want to just get uh, services rendered so fast. Uh, what are the main issues that uh, FEMA and the Army Corps of Engineers are seeing? Primarily, the, the, most of our challenges were with FEMA, so I'm going to talk about the top two key challenges we found with FEMA. They did not update their 2007 strategy to clearly define the objectives of, of advanced contracts, for instance, how they contribute to FEMA's disaster response operations and how they should be prioritized in relation to new post-disaster contract awards. And along with that strategy, there was also a lack of guidance, for example, on whether and under what circumstances contracting officers should consider using um, advanced contracts. And all of that needs to be incorporated into training. This ultimately contributed to FEMA spending more time and resources to award post-disaster contracts when advanced contracts had capacity, but they they didn't know that. And second, we found inconsistencies in coordination and the information FEMA used to communicate with state and localities on the use and establishment of their own advanced contracts. And this eventually leads to states and localities not having the tools they need when a disaster occurs. This is particularly important to recognize because FEMA's recent emphasis on disaster response is that FEMA is... they. As a federal agency, they support it where it's state-managed and locally executed when it comes to disaster response. So there's a definite need for more communication with the contracting officers to better inform state and locality counterparts what FEMA's advanced contracts can provide and which contracts, advanced contracts they should be, states and localities should be developing on their own. So there's not a duplication of different things and there's not a duplication of the use of the same contractors. And that way they're better prepared to um, have all those different types of supplies that they need in this kind of an emergency. I've never known states and localities to turn down federal help, especially during a disaster. Is it just the lack of communication that you all saw as being the issue there, or was there something else going on where states you know, were uh, hesitant to use uh, FEMA's advanced contracts? localities may not know what FEMA's advanced contracts provide, and that was part of the issue. Some of the communications did not, there's not an awareness of what advanced contracts FEMA has in place, what kind of goods and services are provided so that they can continue to develop their own advanced contracts to cover those things that aren't provided under FEMA's advanced contracts. So it's more of an awareness and a knowledge of sharing back and forth. Marie Mack is with the Government Accountability Office. And so moving forward, how can FEMA maximize the potential of advanced contracts? Do you see them using them more and more as we're seeing harsher hurricanes and more wildfires than ever? Uh, Are we going to see the use of advanced contracts only increase, not just because of the increase in natural disasters, but because of their usefulness? 
so. We made a number of recommendations in our report that could help FEMA maximize the advantages of advanced contracts, but two key steps um, that FEMA should definitely take is to update its strategy and guidance and reflect that in their training that they have on a regular basis on how advanced contracts are awarded and used both before and during a disaster to better reflect the intent of what these contracts are used for, and then ensure that it's taking the required action to communicate with states and localities about the use and the establishment of their own advanced contracts so that these states and localities are better prepared to respond to disasters as well. That's Marie Mack, the Director of Contracting and National Security Acquisitions Issues at the Government Accountability Office, talking with Federal News Network's Eric White. You can find this interview and a link to the report on our website at federalnewsradio.com slash Federal Drive.